Wow, how long has he been missing? Seven and a half months. Wow, that's so, that's terrible. So if you guys, you know, if you guys do see him, please call that. Yeah, we have this exact shoot here. I looked at it when I got there. Okay. A lot of people go missing every year in California. In 2021 alone, over 41,000 adults and a quarter of those people were missing from Los Angeles County. It can feel hopeless trying to find one of these folks, a needle in a highly populated haystack. What's his name? Jack. Yeah, he doesn't look familiar. Six three. I mean, he's tall. Is he tall skinny? Is that yeah. Oh well, he yeah yeah. He's a huge So yesterday we were here and there was a guy with a mask on who uh, I showed the picture of Jack to and he said, "Oh yeah, I've seen him here. Usually he's here early in the morning." So then we decided this morning to come down around eight this morning and see if we can um, find him. What lengths would you be willing to go find someone that you love? even as their disappearance edges closer and closer to becoming a cold case. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Thursday, March 24th, 2022. Today, we have the story of a family working to find their missing loved one. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Okay. You know, if I'm ever a parent, I would I would want someone to do this for yeah, me. Yeah, thank you so you much. Know? I so. totally appreciate it. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, get it out there, post it out there. That's Ann Norton, and she's at a skate park in Venice Beach looking for one of California's many missing persons. Lila Seidman covers breaking news for the Los Angeles Times, and she's been following this family's story. Lila, welcome to the Times. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. First off, who was Ann looking for? So Anne was looking for her son. His name is Jack Stein. Her son has been missing for more than seven months. And she came out here following up on leads that her daughter had found when she came out in mid-February. Some days I'm like, he clearly is not out there. And we just haven't found his body, right? But then other days I'm like, I don't know. I just wake up sometimes and I'm like, he's out there somewhere. We just have to find him. And literally it's hour upon hour it changes. But yeah, what am I going to do? I'm his mom, you know? I'm always going to be rooting for him and hoping we can find him. I, I can't see ever giving up on that, you know, until we have him. So, Lila, Jack, uh, Jack Stein, who is he and how would the family describe him? Jack Stein is the brother of Zoe Kustritz. There's only two children in that family, and they describe him as extremely charismatic, someone who could make friends with people everywhere he goes, very artistic and very athletically inclined. Those were the three things that was stressed to me as well as ambitious. He worked as a broker at a financial services company. Jack is 6'3", medium to slight build, red wavy hair. It's probably kind of long at this point. Probably uh, a beard as well. He's got blue eyes. 
and he's very handsome. <laughs> you know, he's a very handsome guy. He's very engaging. You know, uh, his his whole life he's been a a seller. <laughs> he's always on the hustle. You know, he always um, wanted to have a career, make a ton of money, and um, be successful. That was really important for him. So what happened? When and how and did he go missing? It began in May of 2021. Jack was struggling with some chemical dependency issues and he started to go into a mental health crisis at that time. His mother told me they weren't aware of how serious his mental health issues were, but they appeared to worsen during that month. And it appeared to escalate into a crisis. By the end of that month, he decided to drive out to Southern California. This was a place he didn't live there. He's from Minnesota, but he had taught at the Malibu Surf Shack a few years ago. He loved surfing. He loved the skate culture here. And this was a place where he felt really calm, really at home, and he felt like it was calling him at that point. So he ended up here at the end of May. He was going to start a new job, but he pushed that back, I think, to sort of, you know, get settled, get, uh, calm himself down, and get his head straight. But that didn't end up happening. Fast forward, he was living in a sober living home here somewhere in L.A., but he was just too unstable to be in a place like that. He needed uh, additional services that he wasn't getting. So he had to leave the, one of the sober living houses and he called his family in mid-June. I think it was June 13th. And he told them, I am having a lot of problems. I need help. I don't know what to do. They flew out immediately and they were able to put him in a mental health facility on June 15th. They got him settled there and they flew back. You know, neither of them lives within the state. So they're trying to manage this all from across the country or halfway across the country. And then they returned for a visit the following month in July. And he seemed really good. And we went to dinner. We were leaving the next day. At dinner, we got a call that he left the treatment center where he was at. We drove immediately to the treatment center. They leave, go to have dinner, and he takes out a chessboard and is setting it up to uh, ostensibly play with his roommate at the facility in uh, Gora Hills. He looks past his roommate like he's seen a ghost, walks to his room, laces up his shoes, and walks out the door and he's never seen again. The um, police were on board. They called out helicopters. We had three helicopter um, passes through the Santa Monica Mountains, which were right behind the treatment center. Um, the next day, the detective called out um, a bloodhound and lost his scent just a few hundred feet down the Canaan Road. And then he's vanished like into the void. Mr. Gregarious, Mr. Engaging, has vanished. More 
after the break. Welcome back. Zoina's mom stuck around the beach looking for Jack. Something to do with the weather and the waves? Yeah, he was a surfer. He loved California. So, you know, he had friends. And they figured if someone knows where he might be, it's probably the folks in Venice or Malibu. You know, sort of his people, so to speak. When he's not feeling, you know, up to speed and when he really needs uh, a fix, he loves skateboarding. I mean, he's always been drawn to skateboarding since he was little. He always give him a board and he's got to move on it. So Jack actually taught surf lessons at the Malibu Surf Shack a few years ago. He was just drawn to the ocean as a surfer. So it made sense for him to, you know, come out to Southern California whenever possible. And there was just something about it that was very calming for him. Four years ago when we were here, Jack was working at the surf shop and seemed to be right on track for staying sober and getting his life together. We just had a great time um, exploring all the sites down in the aquarium. So that was fantastic. And last time we were here, we got to watch Jack surf and he's amazing. We watched him catch a wave and then he came in. I was like, wow, that was great. The Minnesota boy crushing the waves in Malibu. Um, but that was the last time we saw him surf. But it was, it was fantastic, you know, to just watch him do what he loves. In February, his sister came out and she had designed stickers based on Jack's sketches because he was an artist. And she handed them out up and down the Venice boardwalk and near Santa Monica as well. So it's been almost seven months since Jack's family last saw him. At what point do the authorities consider someone missing to be like a cold case, to be something that they really have no hope of solving anytime soon? So many agencies consider a year to be the point at which it becomes a cold case. So as you can tell, we're approaching that every month. It gets nearer to that cutoff point. So it sounds like families often have to do a lot of their own legwork if they want to find someone. What has Jack's family been doing uh, to try to find him outside of literally going to the places where they knew that he loved? Immediately after he went missing, they put up ads on Facebook Google, Instagram, they have a Facebook page um, dedicated to this effort and they're updating it frequently. Yeah, they have put in a lot of their own time and energy. And as I mentioned, they're traveling whenever they can. His sister told me she's had to take off work. It's been incredibly stressful. So when he first went missing, they drove every street in that area just up and down the streets of Agora Hills, Malibu, and other communities. They've been looking in encampments. I don't see any tents. It was right, supposed to be right next to there. There was an opening between buildings. Yeah, I see that. But I didn't see anything. But maybe there's tents, and I can't see right from here. Yeah, well, let's just pull into this parking lot and get out and look around. They had a family friend hand out flyers in the beach communities. 
because they're not here. And then in late December, they actually put up a billboard over a bike shop in Venice. And, you know, his sister continues to to follow up on leads. And, you know, and now his mother as well came out to personally look for him, hoping that she would be there at the right place at the right time. And are any of these efforts helping? Has the family of Jack gotten any solid leads? There have been leads. I joined Zoe while she walked up the Venice boardwalk. And a man um, who went by the name DJ Leaf in the Wind, you know, a Venice character, told her, I've seen this guy. And he gave her streets to go visit not far away. So, you know, we're looking, we're both looking in shock, thinking... Could this be real or is this completely fabricated? We don't know this man, but we have, you know, it's giving her hope in that moment. And she actually went to that area and she found other people who said, yes, I believe we have seen this man. Yeah, it's hard. You know, like when actually when we were driving today, there was a kid on us on a skateboard as we were driving down the road. And I was, you know, looking, looking like, John, is that him? Is that him? And, you know, yeah, I get this like little spark of hope. And then, you know, it's just been this roller coaster. Or you see the back of someone and they turn around and you're like, just sunk. So it hasn't led to anything, you know, completely concrete. But it certainly uh, served to keep hope alive by having people continuously say, yes, he does look familiar. And I have, I believe I have seen him. Yeah, again, Jack's been missing for seven months. That's a long time. And yet the family still has that hope that he's alive by, you know, by instances like that. Exactly. And um, I spoke to the detective on the case with the sheriff's department, and she herself said they do believe that he is alive and probably living uh, between Venice and Malibu, possibly in a homeless encampment where it's very difficult to to necessarily know where someone is. And finally, in general, uh, you know, California has tens of thousands of people reported as missing every year. What are the general stats of people being found? Unfortunately, you know, not all cases end that well. Of um, last year, 831 people who were reported missing turned out to have died, and 1,400 were arrested. I was actually really surprised. Um, About 41,000 adults went missing last year. 60% of them were men. I just thought that was an an interesting anecdote. But actually, 29,000 people reported missing, not necessarily from that year, but total, returned on their own or were found by law enforcement. So that's a large proportion of people having uh, a relatively positive outcome. Lila, thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Jack's family has a website with photos and other info about him. So check out Help Find Jack Stein, all one word, helpfindjackstein.com. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times.
That's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Tomorrow, the Oscars are happening this weekend. So we're handing over the show to our sister podcast, The Envelope. They'll give us analysis, predictions, and more for this year's awards. Angel Carreras was a jefe on this episode, and our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, Ashley Brown, and Angel Carreras. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shani Hilton, and our theme music is by Andrew Eatman. And hey, we want your feedback. We still want your feedback. Thank you from Baltimore to New York to even Georgia for your feedback. So step it up, California. Call or text 619-800-0717, 619-800-0717. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you think about our show. But I'm not going to say who's Poochie just yet. Thanks in advance. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this madre. Gracias. Gracias.